And now. Shine, girls and boys, ladies and gents, mothers and fathers, and welcome to another episode of the weekly Dare to Suck podcast. My name is Will, and this is the show where I interview rising star and all-star entrepreneurs of all age groups and from different parts of this planet. Some people claim you don't need to attend school to become the next rising star. Some people claim that education is a solid foundation, since behind every Richard Branson is more than 3.5 million people who did not make it once dropping off school. Lolly is definitely defending the second category and passionately tells her story of a new education platform that has the power to change the way our children work and learn at school. Damas y caballeros, here comes Lolly. Hi, Lolly, and welcome to our podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Wilfred. It's nice being here. Thanks for being with us. Lolly, you're calling in from, um, from, from Cambridge, or where are you currently located? Cambridge, Massachusetts. Good. Lolly, we will have a broad spectrum today of, of topics to cover, so I will not spend too much time to, uh, to bubble around here, but uh, we will go straight to the topic. Um, as you know, however, the first thing I need to ask you is um, a bit more um, on the personal side, because we would like to get to know you. And uh, so can you tell us um, one thing that you are sucking at badly? Okay, I have many, but we'll pick one. <laughs> So there is one that I don't feel very proud, but I don't know how to swim very well. So I just float like a cork and manage somehow to move around. <laughs> okay, good. Um, that was now um, that was a, um, a sucking part as well as a, a superpower I see here. So would you would you say your, your superpower is to float like a cork, or uh, do you have other superpowers? <laughs> yeah, superpower is that I can manage to get from one point to the other as a cork. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We haven't had that before. I think this is indeed a superpower. We need to call. We need to call the studios in Hollywood. Um, Good. Lolly has said, um, I, I will move away now from the swimming part and uh, jump into, into uh, the area of, of your business, specifically Boom Rider. I know you have been, um, you have a very broad track record of uh, ramping up your own business and you are mentoring others to do so. You're also very active in the academic world. But um, jumping straight in, maybe, can you tell us a bit more about Boom Rider? What is it doing and who is it for? Okay, so Boomwriter is a software for education and is focused on writing and is uh, designed for kids between grades two and eight. And is Boomwriter, what wants to do is engage kids in writing and in learning through writing. So we have found this formula where kids love writing and kids love using Moonbrider and learning. So that's what Moonbrider is. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, can you give me an example? Is it like, for example, um, uh, is that happening at school or at home? Or what would I do if I would participate in a in a in a boom rider contest, for example? So, uh, boom rider is used in the context of the classroom, and the classroom it can be in the physical classroom, but it can be uh, now as it is today as a remote classroom. And the teacher sets up assignments for writing and give instructions for the students, and then the students write about what the teacher has uh, told them to write. And we have specifically, it's our main product is the creative writing to where the classroom writes together a book. So they write the different chapters, they vote which one uh, they like the best, and then continue writing until we publish a book that we send to the students with the cover and the names in the cover and, and all this. Wow. Wow, that sounds amazing. Um, can you give us maybe a bit um, uh, in terms of of, um, of of figures and numbers? Might be a bit hard, but probably you know um, uh, how many people are currently on the platform. How many countries do you cover? Yeah, so we are in more than a hundred countries, and it's mainly US, Canada, and UK, Australia. But we have other ninety, more than ninety-five countries that are using in the classroom our our tools and. And it's just so wonderful to see how they it spreads so quickly. And in a monthly on a monthly basis, we have around twenty thousand students writing in with Homebrider. Yes. Wow, unbelievable! Um, do you see that this concept, as such, is more um, accepted in in some countries than in others, or or or, or do you see that everybody who who gets to know Homebrider is equally interested to? To participate in, in so this. everybody is in everybody that can use it is the most reason the main reason why it's in the U.S. and Canada and all these English speaking is because it's in English. But there are many bilingual schools, and we have many different countries writing in English. And also, we have a global competition, and there are kids from everywhere, like Armenia and and Europe, every country in Europe, and Africa and South America, and so yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, one thing that is also interesting because I know that's why I was asking about the geography um, and 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 this this angle of having a, a competition. Um, do you see? I mean, I, I know obviously in in maybe I'm wrong, but I have at least the feeling that in the US it's very accepted to have competitions. Uh, it's it's part of 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 the DNA in schools. Um, do you see? Is this are people or are children equally interested to to compete also in other countries? So this is very interesting because the competition we have in the classroom is a healthy competition. So they write, they share what they write, they vote anonymously, which is the best. And we have found in every single classroom, we haven't found any classroom com uh, complaining about it or, or finding bad dynamics about it, is that it's the opposite. Every kid is so supportive of the winner and, and the competition is has been the best motivating tool and feature of our tool so it's the opposite is is being very welcome in the classroom oh i see okay now that's that is indeed interesting because i thought the days there might be according to, to geography and, and and demographics maybe a different approach um if i may uh, ask you one thing lolly i mean taking now one step back and, and and obviously not everything is connected to to the pandemics these days but uh, i somehow have a feeling 
that uh, we were just discussing that lately also here with peers. Um, well, we had the first wave. Um, certainly a lot of things um, happened within our educational system. Our, our kids were at home. Um, they, they, they had to adapt. Um, right now, maybe a second wave comes, maybe it doesn't. Uh, maybe a third wave comes, maybe it doesn't. But in general, would you share the assessment that there is a change going on in how um, we educate our kids, uh, in how, what kind of tools, what kind of platforms we use in order to do so? So this is very interesting because no one knows what's going to happen and no one knows how the classroom is going to be in, in the next year. And of course, even in the future, there is... We we are hearing here, oh, we are coming back. We are not coming back. We are hybrid. We are 50%. In any case, the classroom is never going to be the same it was in the past. And this is something at Boombrider we constantly monitor, watch, and, and th think of how can we bring the best experience for students. And what we have discovered is that there are many tools and many platforms that provide the content, the curriculum about uh, science, math, physics, history. You, and this is super important for students to learn and learn remotely or in the classroom. But they, this is something the, the students need to know because it's the base and the foundation for, for the knowledge. But there is another piece that is missing now. In the classroom, the students not only learn knowledge, which is critical, but they also uh, learn social skills, how to interact with other students, how to interact with the teacher, how, the teacher which is a, who is a reference and, and someone that becomes almost a, the, you know, an adult reference outside the family. And this is disappearing right now because students are at home, the only The only people they can relate, and particularly kids, is the family. They cannot talk to other class classmates. Then they they are at risk of losing this interaction, social interaction that is the fifty percent that they learn at the school. So Boombrider is feels this part, the emotional part of the school, the school component. So Boombrider allows them to collaborate and participate in activities together. And, and so that they can develop these bonds between students while writing together or while sharing, voting and, and, and coming up together with a book. And likewise with the teacher, we have a chat that they can chat with the teacher, they can share stories and so on. And also we have this product called journals where students can write about anything. And it's a, it's a nice way to have them also writing outside the context of content like history, um, history, science, and other. So this is the part where Boombrider is focusing right now is how to build the other social skills, citizenship, the, the discipline, and all these skills that are so important that is being taught in the classroom, but now the classroom is who knows how. So Boombrider wants to become this platform where kids are being taught these soft skills that are so essential, essential for the future. Mm -hmm. yeah, especially also in entrepreneurship, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, there is one thing that I that I was also wondering about, and, and honestly, I mean, me, me now from you, you are from Spain. Obviously, you know um, how the system works here in Central Europe. Right now, you have a comparison point in the US. 
um, at the same time, I always wonder uh, how it is possible <laughs> that, uh, that let's say, for example, Nordic schools, I believe, are working on a very advanced uh, mode. If I, I, I'm from Austria, um, I was born and raised there. Um, I, I have a feeling that it is extremely hard to bring in new ways of teaching. Uh, to 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 re- it seems this whole area of education is so protected that it's difficult to enter for for a newcomer with a new idea or with a new new software whatever it is do you have a feeling that is this a problem for boom rider is it a problem for you to enter this very protected market of education or or do they welcome you with open arms from armenia to to europe to america Yeah, no, absolutely. It is complicated, but not only in different countries. It's complicated in even in the own in in US. It's complicated because now, first, schools are overwhelmed with with what to do. They have no idea. They need to decide quickly. They need to make the best decision, and at the same time, they have millions of choices. So it's complicated for a company like Boombrayer. How can we get in front of the door of the schools? And how can we let them listen or how can we be listened to by them? Because it's, it's super complicated. They com- they, it's a very competitive market, even though it seems like there is not yet a solution. And there are many, many different solutions that are trying to get in front of the school. So it is a, it's a challenging moment because it's, everybody's panicking. Nobody knows what is going to happen. It's hard to make decisions. And, you know, fear in the schools is also there. They don't want to make the wrong decisions. So it's, it's very complicated. And also budgets are being cut. So schools have less money. So, and this, if you put this in the international context, it's even more complicated because the situation in each country is absolutely different. So then you need to learn what the situation in the country is and how to how to better fit their needs. So this requires a lot of research, which we are doing. And, and and then also prioritization, because we cannot go everywhere. At the end, if you spread too thin, you don't go anywhere. So we, we need to prioritize which markets are more more uh, prominent for us or more likely for us to convert and, and also to, to, to provide some value. Mm-hmm. And so, do you see then also? I mean, if you say uh, spread yourself thin, um, does that does that imply that that Boomrider is such that the platform, the solution, is it? I mean, if I say if it is it good enough the way it is right now, uh, I mean, what I mean by that is, are you going to follow this concept um, of 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 a riding competition um, and and stick with it, or do you think that Boomrider is able to to grow to the left and to the right and 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 cover even a brighter audience so we can scale which is something really important in a startup scalability if you you cannot scale you have you have you are cutting yourself the the, the potential for growth Boomrider, luckily we can scale really well and we can go to any country asia and any country in in australia south america or or africa or anywhere without effort is more when I'm talking about spreading thin is where do we do the marketing efforts? Because all these hundred countries have they they are our users and they use Wombrider just because they found us, but we didn't do anything to find them. Mm-hmm. So it's almost accidental. But 
And the, the good thing is we can scale there without effort. For us, it's just effortless. Now, when we we think about marketing efforts, where do we want to promote more heavily so that we grow our market? We need to be very, very strategic. We cannot just say, okay, everywhere, because everywhere is possible. Because we, we have limited budget in marketing. We have limited resources. We are not 100-people company. We are a tiny one. We are 16 now. But then it's how... Yeah, where do we put our resources? That's what I mean. Mm, okay, that that makes sense. So, are you then uh, uh, the, the next steps for you are to 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 grow uh, the company to get more uh, investment in uh, to to maybe start this engine of sales and marketing that you are currently not even using? Yeah, exactly. So, we are now fundraising for different reasons one is because we want to grow them in the markets and expand in different markets really doing sales efforts and marketing effort and the other one is product development so we have a, a finished product is working great but as the market moves so quick you need to move with the market otherwise you are always behind so we need additional investment to be able to develop the product as the market evolves, as the school evolves. And now because it evolves so quickly, we need to be as quick as the market is changing so that we can adapt. So that's why we need additional funding. Mm, but it's also perfect timing, I believe. As you say, there is so much tectonic shift going on right now that you might be able to to uh, to use that that momentum. Um, I have maybe then also a more. I'm not sure if it's a philosophic question, but 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 maybe goes a bit more into the direction uh, away from from practical life um, in in terms of teaching and learning, because we had recently a discussion in 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 one. Um, uh, podcast episode here also about the value of education and uh, and obviously there is two kind of um uh, scenarios there is there is people who say okay i mean just just go through the basics basics of school and then get out there and and, and learn your craft and become an entrepreneur and and you will be the the, the next zuckerberg um, but then there's also a lot of people say, whoa, 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 hold your horses, um, uh, uh, go for high school, uh, finish all your studies, get educated. Um, uh, do you have a reference point or do you have, what's your opinion in terms of, um, of education? How important is it? I think education is the foundation for the development of any human being because at the end, we need to develop our brain and we need to we need to acquire the knowledge with which eventually we make connections and we come up with new ideas and we can we can create things so the the knowledge is is relevant and without the knowledge we we cannot go anywhere because we we might we won't have the resources in the knowledge resources to develop anything. So I think it's, it's absolutely essential to to educate oneself and to have the the knowledge of the different areas because history, math, science, all these builds connection in our brain and information that even if we don't we think we don't retain. It shapes our brain and also the discipline, the memory. We exercise the memory, which is so essential. We exercise the discipline of learning. So 
all this is a combination of soft skills and hard skills that we need to acquire before we can be successful. So I absolutely defend the idea of educating oneself. Not only, and not only knowledge is important, but also all the soft skills of discipline and all the soft skills of social interaction and others. So I, I absolutely defend the, the idea of getting educated and also whatever you are passionate about that you want to learn about is you can specialize in that. You need to learn about everything a little bit and then specialize in that that is calling you and you feel like, oh, this is, I love this and then go for it. But absolutely. Mm. Now that's that's also maybe something I still wanted to ask because the, I, I completely agree with you on the, on the educational part. It's a foundation. Um, uh, do you also believe uh, that then once you once you have the baseline and once you have the the, the building blocks of your educational building uh, to to focus on uh, on what you are best at? Yeah, exactly, exactly. First, yeah. the foundations, and then select what you what is your passion because learning on the foundations you will identify which things you are more interested in and you don't know if you don't start so it's the way of saying mm, i think i like math or i think i like history and and then go more in depth to that particular subject great very good all right i mean we are here It's again. I mean, one of these one of these times where we could we could continue forever. Um, unfortunately, we have time limitations. So this is why I would like to bring you to the next section. And and you know, maybe I should I should rename it and call it the fl the floating co cork section. I mean, would <laughs> like that much more, but um, it is still called the rising elevator. So. Um, Lolly, bear with me and uh, maybe a couple of, of, of questions still before we round up here. And, and uh, in terms of quickfire questions, the first one would be um, social media or authors of books or, or anything. What, what would you recommend to our audience? Um, whom would you follow or, or what would you read? So particularly to younger people i think it is first important to watch oneself how much time we are spending in social media so that is if it doesn't become uh, it doesn't become too much because i think even for myself i've come to realize i think i'm spending too much time here and then focus on what do i want to see and then focus on that and see it following i um I will I will recommend to follow to identify who what topics do you like and then try to get interested in in and watch a lot of it. I particularly I'm interested in two topics. One is Jesus and the other is paintings. So I follow watercolor so that I can watch how they do it and then I can copy and then Jesus because I just admire Jesus as 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 our savior. All right. The second question I would have had is is um, I know I mean we we haven't we have not spent a lot of time around uh, a boom rider and you are CD, the, the CEO of that of that company you have you have watched it grow and you will bring it to the next level um, you have also however had already earlier your own um, enterprise you were creating an application and uh, and 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 were successful with that. Um, 
in terms of wild business ideas, what would you do if you wouldn't have Boom Rider right now? What would you go for? So this is a wild idea, but I, I help homeless people during the weekends. Not now with the, the virus, but my idea was about how to help homeless people. And in the U.S., this is a big, big thing because there are many people that are homeless. So my idea was how to bring them back to society, bring them back in the loop of working environment and, and eventually being able to provide themselves with a, with a, a house. So that was my, that will be my next idea if I don't work at Umbrider. All right. Well, that's that. That's a big one. All right. Thanks. Um, so, and then we come to the to the last one in terms of um, of as you know, the audience here is mainly. I'm not saying. Um, uh, I said earlier. I believe that that uh, we have we have two categories here. We have uh, the rising star entrepreneurs. So so primarily, then uh, that's not connected to age, but it's just people who would like to start up their own uh, new business and go for, for, for their dream and their passion. And then we have the all-stars. Uh, the all-stars are people who have already um, succeeded and failed and succeeded by uh, ramping up a, an, an enterprise. Um, you have already a lot of experience in this, in this, in this area. What would your advice be to new startup entrepreneurs um, who wants to to begin their own business so for those that have tried and try again and try again as i have <laughs> like never give up because because i i think it's i think it's a it's a mindset being being an entrepreneur and it's ingrained in in the, the personality so keep trying and don't be afraid and for the new the new entrepreneurs is same thing. Don't be afraid. And sometimes we share with others and then discourage us. Don't never be discouraged by someone because there are so many people that have another mindset and, and then they may not even understand your passion and ideas. Someone that has the passion, the drive will succeed. It's also important to share with other people. If you share with others, you can also check and then they can, they can give you direction of where to go, where not to go, because there is a risk of being an entrepreneur. There is a risk of just believing in your own bubble. And it's good to share the idea and socialize so that people, if you are in a bubble, help you see from another perspective and always listen to the others. Doesn't mean you need to change your idea as soon as someone tells you, but listen to others because you can see other perspectives. And this is always very helpful. Mm, yeah, that's that's a very good point. And now I do something that I never do. I've never done before. Um, I, I I'm adding one um, uh, level to the elevator here and and ask a bonus question because I can. Um, so please bear with me. And because it's it's a very important point, I think that you made right now. Sharing. How fast do you share? How how quickly do you share? With whom do you share? Um, there is some people who are very afraid to share their ideas because they have a feeling that if I share something, then someone might steal it. Um, uh, you, however, say, hey, go, go for it. I mean, uh, if you have an idea, then, then just just um, uh, validate it. Um, did you, was that always so? Did you, did you immediately, when you had something in your mind, for example, the application that you built yourself in the beginning, did you validate that immediately with somebody or did you just fly under the, under the radar? No, I, of course, validated. And you validate with different people as you go, as you, 
as you progress with your idea. So the first is always family, friends, and then they are in Europe particularly very conservative. Everybody's like, you are crazy. What are you going to do? Find a job. <laughs> so exactly. at least in Spain, that's how it goes. Find a job. You just don't want to find a job and are finding excuses not to work. But socialize the idea with their relatives and friends and, and see what they think because they always give new ideas or, or help to think different. And, and then if it's very unique, just have NDAs if you are going to share with someone that is outside your, your trust environment. But share because you know what? The ideas are great, but you, you know what is what makes people successful is to develop them. And, you know, Facebook wasn't the same idea when it, was, it became Facebook as it is today. So it's not the initial idea what becomes successful. is the person having the ability to listen, pivot, incorporate feedback and, and adapt as you go, the one that makes ideas successful. So don't be afraid of sharing. Mm. No, that's that's also my opinion. And uh, it was interesting that you mentioned family right now because, uh, uh, again, for me, I think family would be one of of maybe a, a target group that I wouldn't ask in the beginning because I, I always, as, as you say, there's the, there's the risk that, what are you doing? And uh, yeah, I can even, yeah, I can hear my, my, my own uh, family speaking like that. So, so get, get a real job. What are you podcasting here? <laughs> so so um, good, but, but, but you have that experience. That is great. All right. Lolly, it's time to say goodbye again. I know that your your day is starting, mine is ending. Um, but uh, but it was such a great pleasure to speak to you. I think this uh, Boom Rider concept is extremely interesting. I will of course uh, make it publicly available in the in the section notes so that people can um, look it up and and register. Um, as a closing remark, I always ask that if somebody. Actually, now I would like to ask you again two questions. I've never done that before, but I will now. Um, the first one is, since you are ramping up and since you have um, more or less the, the, the now a period of growth, are you hiring? Can people apply for Boomrider? Yes, we, we have hired a couple of people and we are always trying to hire. And specifically in four or five months, we will need to hire more heavily so absolutely and people can contact me in linkedin and keep in touch and if it's not right now because summer is always very low in hiring we i will be very happy to be connected and and, and see Great. If there is potential yep Great. Then I will not ask you um, uh, what is the best way to contact you. I will just keep that to myself and send over my CV. But um, okay, if 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 I still if I'm transparent, is it easiest to get in touch with you on LinkedIn or should people write an email to you if they want to get in touch? Uh, LinkedIn works better for me. Okay, LinkedIn and Instagram. You're also posting yes. your your artwork, probably. <laughs> yes. The floor, the floating cork. <laughs> I need to do one of these. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lolly, such a great pleasure. I said, I wish you all the best, and uh, and I hope to talk to you soon. And good luck, Thank you, Wilfried. Thank you very much. Good luck too. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Bye bye. <laughs>